Today on the Live Free and Ham podcast, it's time to take the training wheels off and get down to recording. We're going to take a deeper dive into how we all connected as hams. Uh, let me welcome you to Live Free or Ham podcast, where your bi-weekly podcast covering all things ham radio in New Hampshire, New England, and beyond. Uh, I'm Eric, N1JUR, and if this is the first time you're listening to our show, welcome and thanks for joining us. Um, if you've listened to us previously, please consider providing a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. You know, every review helps uh, our show. Uh, and additionally, you know, we'd like to welcome you to come visit our website uh, at livefreeandham.com, where there's a wide range of information and merchandise available. Uh, before uh, we dive into our topic, uh, let's uh, introduce our two other hosts. Um, again, my name's Eric. Uh, call sign N1JUR. Man, tripping over myself today. And over to Ryan. Yes, my name's Ryan. Call sign is W1SNH, and I'm excited to be here. And I'm Todd, W1STJ, and I'm also excited to be here and ready to get this going. All right, cool. Well, you know, this is our first kickoff, guys, so, you know, we're just kind of feeling it all out. But, um, you know, how are you guys doing evening-wise? I, I know myself, uh, I've been a little insane and drinking from the fire hose with work and a whole bunch of other stuff, but uh, haven't had much uh, ham radio time this week. Um, how are you guys doing? I'm doing great. It's uh, always nice to have a... Uh either a project or the radio or just a handheld or even just in the car uh, driving around mobile, just have something there in between a filling in in between the busy schedule to uh, play ham radio. So it was a good time. Yeah. Roger that. How about you, Todd? You, where you've been doing today, any ham stuff related at all, or just uh, been swamped with life? <laughs> yeah, I've been swamped with life, uh, a little coaching baseball, a lot of work, but uh, I've been getting on the repeater, uh, driving around, talking to many of the club members and a few others. So uh, that's all I've been really doing this week, but I'm looking to get out and get the code activation uh, probably in the next couple of days. Uh, very cool. I hear the weather is supposed to be a heck of a lot better, and it's only going to get better. So I uh, I haven't uh, planned anything. Usually uh, when I try to do that, my schedule uh, dictates something different. But uh, <laughs> you have the gear waiting in the, the wings there, and uh, I'll definitely uh, jump on board if there's going to be a good day, hopefully. But uh yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, you guys mentioned, obviously, just, uh, you know, hanging out on the repeater. I, you know, I, I have to say that's one of my favorite things um, just recently since I haven't done a whole lot of ham-related stuff. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of guys on our, our repeater that, uh, you know, are always available on a guaranteed, um, you know, call out. And uh, so, you know, hey, if you are a ham and, uh, you know, you're wondering why uh, repeaters are so dead these days, you know, don't be afraid. Just get out, you know, put your call sign out there and, uh you know, someone will bound to come back and, uh, you know, have a discussion with them. You know, that's the best thing, you know, that's why we do ham radio. But uh, so today or to our for this uh, podcast, um, you know, this is our first one here. So we're going to probably stumble a, a, a little bit here and there. But, um, you know, please bear with us. We're definitely trying to get the format down. Um, but we're going to talk about a little bit of our history and, uh, you know, how we all became hams and, you know, how we, you know, in essence, ran into each other and and, you uh, you know, uh, you know, the, the rest is history, as they say. So, um, you know, it's all kind of led up to this moment, uh, you know, in, in doing a podcast together. Uh, we had a, a lot of great, uh, you know, conversations and, you know, good, uh, you know, meetups and, and doing ham radio related activities. Um, and, you know, just kind of from that, it came the, the, the natural progression to, you know, just want to get in front of a microphone and talk about it all week. <laughs> so <laughs> it's all, all good for all of us here. So, um, you know, so let, let's kind of dive into the, you know, the, the, the nuts and bolts of this. So, 
you know, um, how did you guys get started in ham radio? Maybe you want to talk about a little bit of that and in the, you know, in, in the terms of the grander scheme of things, you know, what, um, what is ham radio to you like in New England and in New Hampshire specifically, um, you know, as you got your license and your ticket and, you know, as you started to uh, get involved in the hobby a little bit, uh, anybody kind of want to take the, the reins and run with that first and, yeah, thank you, Eric. So my history with ham radio began with my dad. He grew up as a teenager, um, primarily operating CW, and he would always be bragging. I remember over the years growing up where he'd uh, routinely do 20 words a minute with a, a hacksaw blade and a nail, you know, and he'd just be tapping it out, just a straight key, and uh, he had a lot of fun with it. He ended up fading away from the hobby for a while, and uh, then when the pandemic came along, I uh, had a lot of free time and figured, well, I, I, when I looked into it, I realized didn't need to learn the Morse code and I could just test into the technician level and take it from there. So right at the beginning of the pandemic, I, uh local club had a, a training session that I attended, went through the class, tested, uh, passed the technician. And then probably about six months later, I went through the uh same training course and did the general then the extra and it's been a uh, great introduction to getting into this hobby and the more i learn and uh, participate it's just there's endless amounts of things to do with it and to learn and to discover and enjoyment all around so it's been a wonderful hobby and uh that was my initial beginnings circle back around how I met you guys but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put a pin in that one for a second but I just got a couple of questions so 20 words a minute with a nail and a you know a saw blade you got to elaborate a little bit on that one you know is it was he an old school CW guy or what was the deal with that this was when he was a teenager so you know oh, wow. he just had some old you know this was in the uh would have been early 60s so he had whatever very basic you know tube I don't even know what type of radio he had at the time you know old mm -hmm. Heath kit or something but uh, yeah, he just had a, a hacksaw blade, the nail, making the uh, connection, and uh, <laughs> tap it out. So yeah, the the true ham genuity, uh, as we uh, we all experience at some level or another, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So did he? Um, now he said he's is he still an active ham now or no? Is he just kind of no? No, he's uh, he, he doesn't have any equipment or radios. So okay, and he's, uh, he's retired and um, down in Kentucky. So. And really retired on the porch with the dog type thing. Retired. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So um, wow. So so you definitely had a ham in your ha in your family pretty much growing up. Did you do any of the Morse code or any CW with him at all, or just not interested as a kid? Uh, really not. I guess either not interested or never really was exposed to it. Mm -hmm. um, he faded from the hobby when I was uh, young, so I never really saw him operating or anything. We never had a radio at home. Mm -hmm. I'd always heard him bragging about the uh, hacksaw blade and the nail. So uh, <laughs> I was always in the back of my mind. Yeah, very cool. That sounds like a good t-shirt. Hamgenui. <laughs> so, yeah. So you mentioned uh, you were talking about your general and extra and, you know, going from um, technician to general. Did you do that like all in like a span of like six months or was that like over a year or like uh, what that kind of looked like for you? But, well, yeah. From initial uh, technician to extra is probably about uh, 18 months. And I remember I, I specifically remember making the comment to myself, all right, so I'm a technician. All I need is this ham, this uh, HT, and I may upgrade the little uh, whip antenna on it, 
but that's all I need. I, I'll be fine. <laughs> and they're just shaking their heads saying, yep, yep, give it time. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, I want, I want HF. And at work, you know, I have the uh, opportunity to I get on a HF radio and, but I wasn't able to talk on any of the, uh, the bands because I wasn't licensed. So that was another catalyst of, uh, of getting the general ticket so that I could get on the HF bands. So, and so in that you had how many, like, did you have just, you know, you've only changed your call sign like once total, right? Correct. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. So you didn't go through like an iteration. So interesting. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously the pandemic hit and you had your small little HT and a little whip antenna, you know, when, when was the breaking point for you to, you know, decide that, you know, Hey, this, this is not going to hack it any longer <laughs> when you met us or before that. <laughs> it was before is a uh, evolution of, um, uh, physical limitations on where I had my wire antenna and getting it up on the side of the house and getting it down and making adjustments and other house projects I wanted to do. The location where I had the wire antenna wasn't a good permanent long-term location. So that then led me down, you know, we talk about this in the future here, but, uh, you know, planning out a tower and get that installed. So it's a, uh, multifaceted, uh, crossroads of decision-making that kind of, led to that uh, conclusion. So so your first world problem was you were tired of adjusting your wire antenna that you felt the 65 foot tower was a better approach and <laughs> a beam and rotor. <laughs> okay, see where you're going, Todd. <laughs> it's only a natural progression to go that route. <laughs> Very cool. So uh, yeah, before we dive into like how we got together, but uh, how, what's your journey kind of look like, Todd? Because I know you had an interesting one that, you know, kind of crosses both Ryan and I's path a little bit. Yeah, I um. Well, I started when I was a kid listening on a scanner to uh, people talking on a on a frequency. I had no idea what they were, who they were, but they just talked a lot. So I was probably listening to repeaters, and uh, that was about it. Figured out they were hams, didn't know how to be a ham, didn't know anything about it. No one in my family did it, and uh, I started, I got into it by accident, really. I, uh, I fly model aircraft, and uh, there's a thing called first-person view or FPV. And uh, to do that legally, you have to have a technician's license. Now, no one in the flying model field I know has a technician's license. COVID came around. There was an opportunity to get your technician's license. I said, hey, why not? So I did that. And I did what you did, Ryan. I bought an HT. And I said, oh, I'm going to be all set with this. I can talk to people. Uh, couldn't get on our local repeater on my HT. Had to buy a, a little mag mount antenna that I stuck on my metal roof. was finally able to make the repeater. And I thought I was all done. And then I met Eric and Eric told me I had to get my, my general and he basically harassed me. And then he says, we're going to a, we went to, what was it? A ham fest or it was some kind of thing in Marlboro, I think. And he goes, this is the day you're taking your general. So I, I studied and crammed and took those tests over and over again and went with a bunch of the guys and uh, they went off to go search for stuff. And I went and took the test and I came out with my uh, ticket and uh, that was what? September 11th, 2021, I think. I know it was that long ago, right? And then uh, and then right after that, we went to get lunch and uh, Eric and I on our way back, he goes, hey, you want to activate a park? And that's how I got into POTA. <laughs> so uh, I, I do want to, I, I never thought I'd get my general and now I'm thinking about getting my extra. I just have to uh, kind of crack down and uh, take a date and start studying. So that's basically my story. Uh, glad I got into it. And I'm like you, Ryan, you know, I, I didn't think it was going to, I thought I'd get an HF radio and a wire antenna and I'd be done. And 
youth into now i'm all into it so so i got the the real dark the deep question there you know I, and i didn't know this about you but you tracked all of the nets you you participated in when you were running your hd that that you know alone is like phenomenal in my mind because in you know where i kind of sit i'm just like yeah i wouldn't have time or the tolerance to do that i mean so you have some astronomical number right do you still have that in your head you know what that looks like yeah i do have um i do have the uh I'm up to like a thousand, thirteen hundred, maybe fourteen hundred nets I've been on. So yeah, I just I just log my spreadsheet and I make one for every year and uh, just go through and log it in, put down who the uh, net control is and any other crazy notes. My farthest net though was uh, was from my HT on five watts on a mag mount on my metal roof of my old house, and I hit New Brunswick about eight hundred and fifty miles away, and. Um, yeah, and that was the first time I was like, I was like, whoa, and uh, I thought I hit Boston. I didn't think I hit Brunswick, and I didn't. I thought the guys were messing with me, to be honest with you. And then uh, a couple of weeks later, I got a, Q, a QSL car, and they said, next time we DX, you know, please hit us up again. Um, so that that was the start of starting to start thinking, wow, maybe in general and getting my uh, my get onto HF might be kind of cool. So. That was the uh, that was the start. It sounds like the natural progression, and you know, with all the other YouTubers that we hear out there, the the HT is the the, the, the gateway drug to getting us all in there, and then you know, it kind of spirals from there. Um, my story is a little similar, you know, although it's a little bit longer in in duration. Um, you know, I go back to like my high school years when uh, I was in Boy Scouts, and to you know not drag it on too much you know i you know that was like back in 92 93 and um that was like the no code technician that's when the first arl released you know hey you don't actually have to you know study morse code or take the morse code test to be able to pass your license you can get a no code technician and we'll give you a little bit of the portion of the band which you know in my mind you know was maybe 16 or 17 i was like oh this is so cool and i had a really good club that you know was always had a really good field day present. So I always got my, you know, field day HF fix in, you know, doing all the setup and that whole entire weekend and, and whatnot. So I, I spent a lot of time playing ham radio. You know, I was kind of the, the kid in school that's, you know, stuck out in the AV, you know, closet and um, was one of three other guys, including my brother to, you know, form the first high school amateur radio club in our, you know, school, you know, thinking that was like the coolest thing. When I look back at it now, maybe not so cool, but, you know, it was it was still a blast to be able to, you know, cut class to go uh, play, uh, you know, HF with the, the club um, radio that the, the local club had donated something. But the one kind of highlight for my life, especially as a no code technician, was I got to, um, you know, there was a, a big um, hullabaloo in the amateur community at the time where they were trying to make contact with the uh, space shuttle Atlantis as it would pass over from time to time. So sort of like how we work FM satellites and birds and that, you know, today, you know, it's the same with the Atlantis. So they would make their passes and the window was so small, you know, we had a small little vertical antenna off the top of the school roof, um, and a small, uh, you know, um, I can't remember what radio it was, but either way, it was just a, like a kind of a perfect storm where I just, you know, like you said, you know, said Todd, where you, you had the contact of, you know, 850 miles, you know, within a minute to two minutes, you know, making a clear shot at the side at the Atlantis as it goes over with one of the, uh, you know, space shuttle, uh, astronauts there trying to you know basically throw out a cq and made a contact with them and you know made all the papers and thought i was like you know 
number one and you know it was just it was all a great experience and you know from that kind of just you know continue to build on top of that you know for ham radio but never really got a chance to get my ticket because they, we were still doing morse code and you know fast forward to you know basically pre-pandemic stuff um my brother you know texts me one day hey you know digging out my hf gear uh, my uh, hts and all the other radios out of the you know the barn do you still have yours and you know family got in the way and life got in the way and so i sold all that stuff and you know, so I had nothing to start from square one. And uh, from that, I basically just, you know, said, hey, I'm going to get dive back into it. And then, you know, just like you guys had mentioned, the hobby was just an explosive, you know, there's no more Morse code needed for, you know, testing requirements. There's, you know, all these digital modes. There's all these great, you know, you know, HF propagation opportunities and on and on and on. And, and so I kind of just, you know, fell into this perfect, you know, place where, you know, I could get my general and then shortly after, like Ryan said, you know, go to get my, you know, extra like a month or two after that, and, you know, got that off the plate and, you know, I've been starting playing around with, uh, you know, um, you know, the HF bands and the benefit, you know, that I kind of seen from it is that, you know, my daughter's got her ticket now and my dad's work, you know, got his ticket after 20 years of just, you know, him and on and not doing anything, you know, and my brother's got his license and other family members are starting to see the benefit. And so it's kind of, you know, the small little Hamily is, you know, being formed and, you know, really fun to see it, uh, you know, all spread. Now, I don't think they'll all pick up the ticket and have the excitement that I have in the hobby. A little Hamlet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, we'll be doing act one and act two, hopefully. Um, so, you know, with that, uh, my dad's, you know, been, uh, it's been a fun experience because now we have something more in common to connect with. And, you know, the, the hobby, as Ryan mentioned and Todd, you touched on is that, you know, there's always something to do. There's always something new. And, you know, you always end up down that rabbit hole of something of, uh, you know, hey, I need to get the next gadget to be able to do A, B or C. So, you know, or if we get bored with something, we're on to something new. So, so it kind of dovetails from, you know, that's the backstory there. So, you know, Todd and I kind of have our side of the story about how we met you, Ryan, um, you know, and you and I kind of, uh, I'll touch upon just our connection and then how Todd kind of, you know, came in a chapter later or, or not. But I think you and I met initially on the, the repeater and we kind of just chit-chatting, right? Correct. Yeah. I had, uh, I'd say for about six or eight months, I was trying, I was experimenting with, uh, you know, the HT in the car. And so I started, you know, commuting back and forth at work. I just keep the HT in the car and I'd just call out CQ, just driving down the road and it would uh, not work very well. So then I was like, all right, what's the next step? All right, I need to get an antenna on the car. So I started looking around and mag mounts and everything and you know, driving an older car, I said, well, screw it. I'm just going to drill a hole in the roof. Nice ground plane. Got an NMO mount and uh, wired it up. And that was a huge improvement. You know, half wave on two meter and five eighths on 70. And uh, it, it was great. So, but I still had the handheld five watts. And then, so, you know, shopping around and it was right around that time I discovered a lot of the YouTube uh, uh, guys on online, you know, like Josh out in California. He had just done a, a Yesu review on the 300. So I'm like, perfect. 50 watts, they'll get me out there. They'll get me into the digital. And uh, so I'd put that in the car, got it programmed, and I was like, oh, well, what do I program? So you know, I did a couple of local repeaters. And I remember one day I was, had the uh, our local club's repeater tuned up. I was driving through Manchester, and I heard you talking. And uh, so I threw my call sign out there, and we started chatting. And you told me about uh, the Discord app. But then 
I'd misplaced it or you know, wh however I'd recorded that note, I'd lost it. So then uh, a couple weeks goes by. It must have been that weekend, Todd, you had tested and you guys were at Silver Lake doing a poda. I'm driving down the road and I say, I see uh, two guys in the little lawn chairs talking on a radio. I'm like, I know exactly what that is. <laughs> Made a quick U-turn, pulled in. I was like, hmm. I think the first thing I said to you guys was, CQ, CQ. You're like, yes. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been like, weirdo, weirdo. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was pretty cool. I mean, it, it, how, what was your take on that, Todd? You know. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that was our second part because we, we did the rail trail, Nashville rail trail first. And then we had some time. We were like, yeah, let's go over, heading home. Like, let's go over and see, uh, see how, uh, silver lake works out so we just did it right in the parking lot set it up and uh and then you pulled up and i was like wow look at this guys are just showing up you know we set up an antenna and they come out of the woodwork <laughs> so that was that was pretty cool and then i would have never known it would have been uh it would turn into this and uh you know the friendships that we made and and the, just the connections that we made and all the ham radio stuff we've been doing yeah totally yeah i think yep. my experience kind of with the the whole process especially when we first like when I first got back into the, you know, after finally getting a real good radio in my rig, uh, in my car at the time, I, um, the one I had bought off like off eBay, it was constantly overheating. I would talk for five seconds and then the thing would overheat and then I'd lose my connection to whatever repeater. And I was using some repeators that I used to talk on a long, long time ago. And so I was like, all right, I gotta get a new rig. And then like everybody else did programmed it for the repeater. And, and so I, I said to myself at the very beginning, I'm going to be, you know, very, aggressive and i'm probably known this way but i was like every five minutes every 20 minutes calling out you know seeing who would talk to me no matter what i'm sure there's you know the, the the guys that we have on our machines probably got tired of hearing my call sign all the time and i still to this day think that sometimes when i put my call sign out there they just hear it and they ignore it because <laughs> they're just like yeah it's eric <laughs> i don't really have a time to have a full conversation um but you know that's neither here nor there so then you know when we started having conversations the funny thing is I couldn't remember your call sign for the long time. When you pulled up, like you would rattle off your call sign to me and I'm just like, yeah, it kind of sort of clicked. And I'm like, I couldn't remember fully, but I remember having a conversation and I had talked to so many people probably in that, you know, t time span of like six to eight weeks that it was like, all right, well, either way, I got to get this guy's name because I got to like, we got to stay connected. He's, you know, he's my age or he's, you know, he's in my age bracket and we got to get younger guys in the club because, you know, yeah. I know that, you know, not to dismiss any of the older generation, but, you know, they have their generation and, you know, we got to be the up and coming kind of crew. And, you know, I don't want to be the only guy in the club that's, you know, under 50 or under 60, you should say, probably is a better um, range. Right. And so, yeah, when you pulled up, I was like, oh, dude, that's awesome. And, you know, I think Todd and I were like, yeah, we got to get him involved. We got to get Ryan, you know, <laughs> and get him. Yeah. yeah, don't worry. I got an email to him. You know, I don't want to badger him and think, you know, we're like lonely people and, you know, <laughs> we just need somebody to come join us. But that was just uh, that natural progression of like, hey, cool. Yeah, come join what we're doing. And, you know, it's that's. It's that's the awesome part of this hobby is that it's totally different than like all being in your shack hunkered down all alone. Like that's mm -hmm. the farthest thing, you know, from what really truly ham radio, at least for me, has been in this kind of, uh, you know, day and age, you know, being able to be portable and being able to just be outdoors and, you know, be able to do just stuff with other people. That's the big thing for me. I mean, I, the conversation and, you know, communication and making contacts are, you know, just the icing on the cake. But, um, you know, having these relationships with you guys and, and uh, watching that kind of grow and, you know, living each other's kind of dreams. It's, it's been fun. I know 
um, we'll talk about a bunch of other stories down the road, um, you know, of Ryan's tower experiences and, and Todd's, uh, you know, uh, credit card being uh, over maxed out uh, with his uh, second uh, 2.0 version in his shack um, and, uh, you know, some of my HOA woes. But, um, yeah, it's all going to be some, you know, great, uh, great ride. And, you know, we're really glad you guys are, you know, from an audience are here to share that with us. And, you know, we'll, we'll see where we go from here. But, uh, you know, overall, uh, you know, any kind of last uh, things you guys want to add or touch upon or um, yeah, just uh, stay tuned because uh, we have a lot of things uh, planned. It's going to be a great uh, series of shows coming up and uh, hope you uh, hope the audience sticks around. Yeah, definitely. Todd, how about you? Yeah, I echo that. Uh, I think uh, I'm the newbie here. When I started ham radio, I knew green was ground and that was about it. <laughs> so so i never drowned <laughs> yeah well i know but i know a little bit more now but uh but that's where i started and i you know i didn't think i'd even pass the technician let alone uh, move up and uh, i've actually been learning a lot and uh, i i enjoy the hobby quite a bit and i think it's a lot because of the people that are in our club and you guys that have kind of you know taught me some things and um and then i think the i fell in love with the mobile activation and doing I, I get addicted to that photo and once i get going i don't want to stop and uh, we'll talk more about that in a future episode because i do quota everywhere i can and my goal is to work and get paid to do quota <laughs> you heard it here <laughs> and, first and i'm and i'm already getting it done i'll tell you my little secrets but uh but no it's been great and like i said we have a great club uh you know i i didn't know what to expect uh the first time i went to our club meeting didn't know anyone kind of didn't know half the things that people were talking about and uh you know very welcoming club and uh you know everyone's been great and like i said we're uh glad we're doing this podcast this is the first experience for me with podcasting i know eric you uh you have another podcast that you've done so i wouldn't have been able to do this without you and i'm glad you uh offered to let me uh join in but uh i'm looking forward to it it's gonna be good yeah yeah you guys make it easy for sure you know that, that this is a a journey I think we all share and uh, you know, definitely the hobby alone is a great hobby in, in and of its own uh, self. But you know, when you start doing it with guys who do, you know, enjoy it as much as you do, it just makes the ride that much better for sure. Cool. All right. Well, I think, uh, you know, that sounds like a good wrap up. If you, uh, you know, liked our show, uh, you have to come visit us on uh, livefreeandham.com or you could check out uh, our uh, posts on Instagram uh, at live free your hand podcast. And again, if you want to reach out to any of our hosts directly, you can find me and one JUR at and one JUR.com or Ryan at uh, W1SNH uh, or Todd at uh, W1STJ.com. Sound right, Todd? Or Nope, that's it. W1STJ.com. Cool. All right. Well, with that, uh, thank you again, guys, for listening. Stay tuned.